Hello and welcome to episode two of the Board Minutes podcast. I'm Seth LaRue, and I'm joined once again by the Luke Longley to my Dennis Rodman, Corey Brun. The Aussie, the Aussie, shrimp on the bobby. Hi, everybody. My name's Corey Brun. We're back for uh, podcast two here. And I guess before we get started, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. If you, you know, listen through our website, boardminutes.com, or if you listen through iTunes, we encourage you to subscribe through iTunes and check us out. But I just want to say thank you. We're going to keep things rolling, hopefully make this a, a, a weekly habit. And, uh, you know, it's been fun so far. So whenever we can get our microphones to work, we'll do it. Yeah, that took a little bit. But we're back and we got them working. But actually, to, uh, to start this pod, I just want to pour one out, like literally pour one out for... An idea that some of my friends and I kind of saw die today, and it happened at every, every, I guess, year, Seth over here throws a nice little annual Thanksgiving get-together, Friendsgiving, I guess you could call it, and I think you do call it that, and we had a few adult beverages, and we decided to come up with, we had this idea of, you know, creating this mixture of, of beer and protein. Uh, we called it protein, and we even bought a URL, <laughs> getprotein.com. Don't yeah. go there. It's not active. Yeah, we had a URL. We it's, no longer have a URL. But anyways, what I'm saying is, you know, my friend John just emailed me an article of an, a beer that actually is a mixture between protein and beer, and it's called Barbell Brew, and which is, first of all, great name. Great name, Barbell Brew. That like, is. I crush his stuff. After a nice little, nice little leg day, because all I do is legs. During a nice little leg day. Oh, during a leg day. Yeah. I only do chest every day that ends in Y. But any, anyways, <laughs> this, this brew has as much protein as three large eggs, and this has already been created. So our dream has died. So we're, I'm going to resort to podcasting, and I end my day job. Yeah, I think, I think the moral of the story, other than just us feeling sorry for ourselves, is... If you have a dream, just go after it. Don't let anybody hold you back. Even if that dream was born of an intoxicated conversation, you it's just still go, a dream. You have to go after your dream because somebody else will beat you to that dream and call it barbell brew. So, R.I.P. Protein. And I hope to try it sometime during or after a nice little nice little leg day. All right. Well, so Corey, I think to kick things off today. Um, you we know, have a mixture of stuff that we're yeah, going to we, talk about. we have a whole... I know last time we talked about Kanye in depth, just pure Kanye, and I think right now we're going to mix a few things up, a little music and a little, little sports, so... Yeah, but we went to a concert last Friday. We did. We actually, you know, we frequent, or yeah, we both frequent uh, concerts in general, but this one just happened to be a nice little rap concert. Yeah, so we went to... The Social Hall SF here in San Francisco. I had never been there. Yeah, I didn't even know that it existed until I bought tickets for this concert. And we went to see Vince Staples, who is, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, is an up-and-coming, uh, I think he's a 22-year-old he's 22, yeah. rapper from uh, Long Beach, California. And, north, North. 
yeah, and he's and he's so far released an, an EP, and he just came out his first album last year, which is both of them are very good. I definitely recommend checking them out if you haven't. Um, but yeah, we saw we saw these concert tickets, and we decided we had to just get after it. Yeah, buy the tickets, get to the show. <laughs> and I um, you're gonna see on theboardminutes.com that you know I wrote a little. I'm gonna I'm gonna be writing brief kind of recaps, kind of keep it a little short just to, you know, get my feel or my opinion on the concerts that I go to about this Vince Staples one. And there's more, there, there will be more posts because uh, I actually have a couple concerts uh, lined up right now. But what I wanted to get a take on was how you felt about it. <laughs> so I just want to preface this by saying that I, I love Vince Staples. I, I'm pretty sure, actually, I'm positive that his album from last year was my favorite album of the year. That's bold. Just for a, for a variety of reasons. That's bold. Um, I'm not saying it was the best. I'm saying it was my favorite. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, so I'm a big Vince Staples fan. I was very much looking forward to this concert just to see him live. I think with hip-hop concerts, there's always a, a bit of apprehension to see what the artist sounds like live versus what they sound like on their album. And, but Seth, it's only rap. How, how different could they sound live? Well, it sounds. I mean, it sounds a bit different, but it, the difference between live and recording isn't even what what struck I know, me. And I said that with some sarcasm. Yes. Well, yes. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> well, Corey, I'm still wading through the weed cloud that we that we walked way down the stairs. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that I mean, that was the first thing that hit me was we walked down the stairs, and I mean, I've been to. Into the San Francisco fog. I've been to, yeah, literally <laughs> the San Francisco fog, the indoor fog. <laughs> I've been to probably over 100 concerts in this city, and I've never experienced anything like this. This was, this was like, like, remember, like, I could barely see. Like, it was blurry walking through there. Like, I had to, like, so we went to feel my way to the bar. Yeah, so do you remember when we went to the uh, the Run the Jewels concert? Oh, no, no. It was me and another friend went to a Run the Jewels concert. at the Mezzanine. I don't know if you've been to the Mezzanine. It's another mm-hmm. venue. But it's kind of like this little bit smaller venue, not nothing like, you know, a huge one like the Bill Graham Auditorium. But it, it, it kind of reminded me of this, and you could feel it right when you walked in both through several different senses. Yeah, <laughs> like three or four different senses. <laughs> But yeah, so that, I mean, that was obviously the initial reaction. And then we walked, the concert started. I mean, I, I had a really good time. I thought it was a good show. I did feel like I was probably the oldest person at that show. Which you, you, you probably are right. I mean, it was like us. You're, you're was getting us, up there. It was like us four and like the entire undergraduate population of the University of San Francisco. Yeah, USF. The whole USF campus was there. But they were enjoying themselves. They knew all the words. Yeah, and I think I at didn't. I think at hip hop shows that's what matters is if you can get a crowd that's excited about the performance. Vince Staples acknowledged it too. Yeah, that the only people who listen to Vince Staples music are people discussion that are around his age range. <laughs> yeah, I'll mention twenty, which just kids. translates to college kids. Yeah, college kids. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that you want to talk? No, about? No, I think if you you want to lead, read a little, you know, write up that I did, it, it's on theboardminutes.com. I talk a little bit about my experience, talk about the venue, talk about how I felt during the Vince Stables concert. Uh, it's pretty brief, but I'm going to keep these going as long as I keep attending. Yeah, different yeah, concerts it's, it's and a, different genres too. It's like a nice, real, well, kind of very close to real time review of 
here's what it was, here's how you felt. Yeah, it's like yeah. It's nice kind of, nothing too in-depth, but also, like, yeah, it gives, be- gives enough info to give somebody an idea of what what it was like. Right, yeah. Experiences I mean, like. I attended a... Uh, a Kygo concert last month, so I'm going to be writing up about that. You'll see that posted as well in the next week or so. So Cool. But I think next what we wanted to get into is, you know, my friends that commented that they listened to this podcast kind of threw out some ideas, and one of them just happened to be, you know, around some Big Ten basketball, some Big Ten hoops, and our favorite team, the Wisconsin Badgers. Nebraska Courthouse Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, check yourself. <laughs> first of all, first of all, shout out to the friends. Yeah. I know we, I mean, I know we kind of thanked everyone, but just thank you guys for, for listening. And I hope you continue to, and I hope you pass it off to other people that I you mean, think we're might kinda, be interested. I mean, we're kind of, we're kind of, we're just getting into this. We're winging it. You can, you can tell us, you can all keep telling us it's good. That's fine. But constructive feedback is also appreciated. So if you want to drop topics that you'd like to hear about, if you want to, you know, just comment on our boardminutes.com page. There's a contact there if you want to reach out to us. So you, or, you know, just a little Facebook message. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Yeah, Wisconsin basketball. So Wisconsin basketball, the last, well, at least the last few years has been quite exciting. You know, I think going from two back-to-back Final Fours, a national championship appearance, Obviously, a lot of people leaving for the NBA draft. So we all expected more of like a down year. Yeah, I think I think expectations were pretty tempered. I don't think anybody was expecting that it was going to be this. I mean, we, it was kind of you know we hope get in get in the tournament, give us you know watch them on, during right. March Madness, and then whatever happens happens. And things really couldn't have started any worse, worse. <laughs> this season. I think literally the first game they played was at Western Illinois. Yeah, who is. I mean, all respect to Western Illinois, but... Respect Western Illinois. But there's no reason why Wisconsin should be losing to Western Illinois in almost anything. And, you know, Western Illinois came to play and beat Wisconsin. So not off to a good start. And we were ranked preseason, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I think top 25. Top it was 20, top 25, maybe. yeah. Yeah, and then I think, what is it? I, it, was kind of, it was kind of an inconsistent start to the season. I think it got to the point where Wisconsin started, at, I think it was 9-9. Nine and nine. Yeah, you're right. Or nine and eight, maybe. No, it was nine and nine after we lost Northwestern. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and I guess I guess backing backing up a little bit, I don't recall exactly what our record was. I think it was six and I think it was seven and five, and our legendary coach Bo Ryan decided to hang it up, call it quits. Um, Did we I, get the real reason for that? No, but I think there was a lot of a lot of things I read, and uh, at least my understanding of it, my sources <laughs> tell me that, sources. Um, <laughs> that it sounded like he was considering retiring last season after they lost the national title game. And, and you know, I think that would have been respectable. I don't think anybody would have hated on him for leaving then. Um, but it was... Was there, like, some off-court stuff? I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I you know, you hear rumors and stuff, but I think a lot of it is just... He was kind of ready to go, and then I think, honestly, I think part of it, and we're going to get into this in a second, but I think part of it was is his number one assistant, Greg Gard, who is now the Badgers coach. I think I get the feeling that Bo wanted Greg Gard to be the next coach, and I sort of get the feeling that if Bo would have left in the offseason, they would have conducted a full full coaching search and given 
given the notoriety of the program recently with the Final Four and the national title appearance, I think they probably could have at least interviewed or, or got the interest of a lot of high-profile coaches. And so I get the feeling that, that Bo stuck it out and then left just to be able to kind of hand the reins off to his top assistant, who, who is now the interim head coach of the Badgers. I mean, maybe. Like... That, well, that's like kind of like my cons- my half conspiracy theory. So, do you remember like back in it had I think it was 2010 when Green Bay was looking for a coach, UW Green Bay, and Greg Gard was like a finalist for it, and Bo Ryan was pushing hard for Greg Gard to get this spot. Yeah, and Greg Gard still didn't get this spot after years of being Bo Ryan's assistant. Yeah, and probably probably the most qualified, right? Who is the, who is the coach of Green? Well, no that idea. Matter. It why matter. would I know? I don't that. know why I even asked that question. Like, why would I? Yeah, <laughs> it's irrelevant to the conversation anyway. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, it's not like this was just like Garda has been around here. You know, he's the next up and coming thing. Because in 2010, Bo didn't know he didn't. He probably wasn't retiring, right? And no. he's endorsing Greg Gard for all these other jobs as well so i i don't know i just have like i well i, I just, just i just want to know what what the real and he i don't think bo ryan's given an interview since no yeah he kind of i think he's been on vacation i just get the impression i just get the impression that it's almost like you know bo bought this really nice car or built this really nice house and he wanted to give it he wanted to hand it off to somebody that he trusted and i i don't know i just kind of got the feeling that he he didn't. He just didn't want to leave it up to chance. Oh, so going with your house metaphor, I guess. So he's just like, well, seven and five, not as good as the last couple of years. Here's the house. Here's the property taxes. See ya. Well, but <laughs> but if we're going, if we're going to continue this analogy, maybe that was the only way that he could guarantee Greg Gard would become a homeowner. Yeah, home that's owner. true. That's true. That's true. Um, either way. So either way. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> either way, he. Um, so 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 Bo left. They were seven and five. Uh, Guard started out. I think they started. Was it one and four in conference? Yeah, one and four in conference. They were nine and nine. They're nine and nine, and they're playing Michigan yeah, State. Yeah, they were at one home. and four in conference. So it was right. basically like nine. I mean, nine and nine. The Badgers have been nine and nine. I don't even remember the last time. I mean, they made the tournament like fifteen or sixteen, 16 straight years, and it was basically do or die. And ever since they were nine and nine, they have now gone eleven and one. Yeah. Is that including their win today? Tonight, yep. Over so, Minnesota. Yep, so they're now 20 and 10 as we record 12 this. 12 and 5 in the conference. Yeah, which is tied for second place in the conference, which is insane. And one thing that I know, at least I thought about immediately when Bo Ryan left, and I know a lot of other Badger fans, and even college basketball fans probably thought of was, okay, this guard guy, this Greg Guard guy is going to be the interim coach. But, like, who's going to be the go forward head coach like are they going to do an extensive search i think you i guess university of wisconsin is it more of like a state the state requires them to actually post yep. the job yep and they have to interview a certain amount of candidates for it so guard will be one of them and then yep. up, they have to you know interview a few more but it's more of like are they going to look for maybe a bigger name yeah, and I think and I think the most obvious quote unquote bigger name that a lot of people were thinking about was was Tony Bennett, who is the current coach of the University of Virginia, grew up in Wisconsin. His dad was actually the last full time coach before Bo Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it was just it was it always just seemed like a natural fit. He's kind of an he's a young up and coming coach. He's he's, he's from Wisconsin. He's from Wisconsin. He's been doing really well. Um, you know, Virginia's been the top of the ACC for the last few years. They've won it twice in the past what like three years. Yep, yep. Four I think years. they were a one seed in the NCAA tournament not too long ago. I yeah. mean, they've a lot of success. He's had a lot of success there, and I think everybody, including myself, immediately after Bo Ryan left, was thinking, "Let's get Tony Bennett on the phone ASAP." Let's call his people. Let's lock him in a room and give him the Godfather offer that he can't refuse. Mm-hmm. And now I think, given that the Badgers are now eleven and one in their last twelve games, they're clearly and to make the tournament. Clearly in 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 the NCAA tournament, Greg Gard's name is being floated as the Big Ten Coach of the Year, and rightfully so. And so now the question becomes, like, what does Wisconsin do? Do they stick with Greg Gard, who's obviously proved he's obviously proven that he can make something out of this season, you know, that we all thought was lost. I mean, nine and nine, I was, I, I, I mean, so, it, it's hard well, to complain. Well, it's hard to complain after a national title, but I, I, I mean, I've kind of given up hope, and now this guy is. Well, it's like, what are the. <laughs> What are the odds that Alvarez, Barry Alvarez, who's the athletic director at the University of Wisconsin, has already reached out to Tony Bennett, 100%, or Tony Bennett's agent? Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I just, there's no way that they would ever say, like, Tony Bennett, you're the coach now. No, they're I mean, not nothing's going to happen until the offseason. Right. So, um, I don't know, do you want to get into, because I have, I have some thoughts about this, and I sure. have some stats to back it up about, and I have really strong feelings about the way I f- all right well let me ask well let me ask you this then if, if you could choose right now knowing what we know right now do you want Greg Gard as your coach or do you want Tony Bennett as your coach and why so I want Tony Bennett there's no doubt in my mind okay one it's just initial feel Greg Gard doesn't get me excited okay but he's winning he's winning games those get me excited that's fine like great Greg Gard, <laughs> just the the name doesn't get me excited. Oh, now, the name, his name. Yeah, that's just starting with it. Oh my god. Okay. And now let me get into the resume here. So I understand. Okay, great. Both these guys, they're around the same age. They both grew up in Wisconsin. Tony Bennett from Clintonville, Wisconsin. Do you know I, I know where Clintonville is. No, yes. You don't. Yes, I do. So I've, you, I played basketball there so before. So you and the population of Clinton, was it Clintonville? Nowhere Clintonville it's up, is. It's up. It's up near Northeast Wisconsin. Yeah, like close to Green Bay. Relatively close. Yeah. What about Cobb, Wisconsin? I have no idea where that well, is. That's where Greg Gard is from. <laughs> well, and they're famous, according to Wikipedia, for having an annual corn boil. Well, yeah, it's called Cobb. It's probably named after a corn cob. Yeah, and they just serve barbecue and eat corn. Oh, that sounds lovely. So Greg Gard, I guess he gets the point for that one. But, I mean, just look at these stats. Years as an assistant coach, I think Gard wins there. <laughs> Career assistant coach. Well, he's, that's all he's ever been Career as an assistant, assistant coach. coach. Yeah, Tony Bennett's been a head coach at both Washington State and Virginia for 10 years total. Well, and to be fair, I will say this about Tony Bennett and Virginia is, I mean, Washington State, I think they had a couple tournament teams there. I think they had a couple decent teams. They but, did, yeah. But Virginia, I mean, Virginia's had decent teams over the years, but under Tony Bennett, Virginia's like a, they're like an elite program in an elite college basketball conference right, right now. Right, right. And they've won, like you said, they've won it twice in the last 
three years. Something like that. I'll have to look that up. I mean, up. they play in the same conferences. But when Tony like Bennett's Duke. been coached, they've won the ACC twice. And they play with Duke in North Carolina. Yeah. And so let, so let me yeah, keep going play, with these stats here okay, on Tony yeah, Bennett keep, keep it rolling. while I keep proving my point. All right, keep it rolling. So career wins, 226 as a career coach for Tony Bennett. 13 now for Greg Gard. I mean, it's, that's great. That's good. It's his first shot, so you can't really compare. 11 out of 12, though. You can't yeah, ignore that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, except this is kind of surprising to me. Tony Bennett's longest run in the NCAA tournament is Sweet 16. Yeah, and that was the year they were a one seed, and they lost to Virginia, the four seed. Yeah, Virginia. They lost to the four seed Michigan State that year. Right. I remember that. Um, and yeah, they've, yeah, I think even last year they were a two seed, I believe. Yeah. But that that just surprises me. But to be fair, to play devil's advocate to that, I mean, if you look before two years ago, Bo Ryan's best year ever, they went to the Elite, Elite Eight. Eight yeah. That was my freshman year of college. Was that against North Carolina? Yeah, they lost North Carolina, but they that team, I mean, that team was was pretty good, but it wasn't... I, I mean, think North they, Carolina won the title that year. They did. They had a, I mean, the, the Wisconsin made a couple lucky breaks, but it was really just, you know... Y- you beat the teams in front of you. You make a couple of wins, and then you go right. deep. But other than that, I mean, Bo Ryan so crashed on the okay, so, so many. So times. that's so that's like until the last. So it's a wash, right? Because guard hasn't been in. This well, right and guard hasn't had a chance yet. Yeah. So you're like, but Corey, what about the salaries? So Tony Bennett, <laughs> Tony Bennett restructured his contract in 2015, uh-huh. so he makes about 2.1 million with incentives, right? Jesus. I just looked up Bo Ryan's last year 2.9 million okay so Bo, i mean bo ryan's a lot more tenured than than uh than tony bennett so you wouldn't pay tony bennett an extra 800k oh i would i'll pay more than that bo ryan was already getting yeah no yeah i, I agree yeah that makes sense so oh so you're, you're saying, i don't think salary is an issue is what oh I'm so saying. oh you're saying that we've already paid somebody well north of what tony bennett's currently making so we could easily match yeah, like, or exceed what he's currently making. Well, the thing is, Tony Bennett has a buyout. So it's okay. like a $3 million buyout. Okay. So that has to be factored in also. Man, you've really done some research here. Dude, I'm prepared. <laughs> Podcast number two, let's go. <laughs> I just don't think salary is an issue here. No. Well, and it, and it, I, I think it really also comes down to, if, if you ask Tony Bennett, does he want to come to Wisconsin? He's not going to say, yeah, if they give me X. He either wants to come and he's willing to come or yeah, he's not. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think you're for right. a similar or higher, a slightly higher salary. Right. So, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think salary is an issue right here. Yeah. And then the other thing you have to look at, obviously, is recruiting. So I went back last three years. Okay. Moving into the 2016 class, which is going to be coming in next year, right? Okay. And... Before this new class coming in, neither team over the past three years has had a recruiting class class in the top 40, according to rivals. Okay. But in 2016, Virginia now has the number six class coming in. So he's he's established some... I think he started in 2009. Mm-hmm. So I think he's established a nice little uh, recruiting base out there. Does Wisconsin have a top... I don't even know if they have a top 100 recruit, but it doesn't matter because if Bo Ryan taught Greg Gard anything, it's how to uh, use the talent he has. That's true. You know, so I think in just everything that I've outlined here, obviously the huge points are more of like 
do you want to promote or do you want to give the impression that you don't advocate internal promotion and you just kind of go elsewhere when there's maybe an assistant that's been waiting that's ready? Do you want to keep giving that off? Does that shed a good light on the program and give the current assistant's motivation to stick around or something like that? Because he'll probably bring in a new coaching staff too. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Oh, well, I think the other thing, I think the other question too is, and which is I think you're sort of getting at is, it's really tough to argue with what Greg Gard's done in the last, especially the last 12 games. I mean, he's basically taken a team that was lost and turned them into a legitimate, scary NCAA tournament team. But I guess the question is, is that enough? I mean, is 12 games or, or you know, what, it's really probably like 15 games, including all, you know, all those wins and losses. Is that enough to compare against somebody who clearly has a proven track record as an up-and-coming coach? And, I mean, he's, you know, Tony Bennett is so young that... They're about the same age. If you were able to... Well, how old are... I mean, what are they? Like 45, 46. Yeah, mid-40s. But what I'm saying is Tony Bennett's been doing this for how long? He's been doing this for almost, you know, seven years. Ten years. Or ten years head coach. Yeah, so ten years head coach. So basically, if he's able to... If you're able to get a guy like that who has this proven track record, he's probably got a few decades of coaching left in him i mean you could have a legend on your hands if you're able to convince him to come versus greg guard i think the question the thing is you just don't really know i mean i think there's a lot of positives to be taken but you just don't know right um, and there's such there's such a good other than his familiarity with the program which you know, i think that's which the, that's his big that's probably you know that's probably one of his biggest assets uh in at least in this discussion and the system that they're running too because he basically followed bo ryan everywhere you know yeah so he knows the system that he wants to run. We've been successful with the system, yeah. proven over the Bo Ryan's tenure, right? So yep. I think that's also a factor. So I don't know. What do you think? So I, I mean, like I said, when Bo left, I was like, let's get Tony Ben on the phone immediately. And like you said, they probably have. They probably have talked to him. They probably have already said, let's have, you know, Barry, Barry and him probably already have a lunch scheduled at some point in the off season, some point this summer, or probably sooner than that. But I think and I, and I, I, I would want that. I would be happy with that. I think, but I also think if they ended up sticking with guard where I would have been a little upset a couple months ago. Now I think I would, I would be able to understand it. I think, I mean, I, he just, this team looks so different than they did early in the year. And it's a team I really enjoy watching now. And it's a team that I really think has a chance to make a little bit of a run in the tournament just because they're, they play so well together and they play like they have nothing to lose because in reality, they kind of don't because they were basically. So do you think, you think, do you think right now, I mean, they've turned the corner. They, they won't snap back into like when guard was in his, I don't know, fifth game losing to Northwestern. I don't know because I mean we've seen them. I mean they were what they were playing Iowa just the other day on the road and they were down what six or eight in the second half and it looked like the game was getting away from them and then so if they just found a way to bring it back and they've done that a few times in the last. So what do you think the chances are like? And we were talking about this earlier before recording this. Like how much of a run in the tournament would they have to make for? I guess guards position to be kind of, you know, solidified. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that really is the question. Cause if they, I mean, if they lose in the first round of the tournament, 
You gotta, you gotta think he's. You gotta think like, well, they had a great year and he really turned it around. But then it's like, what? But if you had to judge it now, it's probably seventy-five, twenty-five. They lose in the first round. I'm guessing it's fifty-fifty. But if, but if, but I mean, this is an extreme case. But let's say he goes and and they win the national title. Like, there's no way. (laughs) There's no way that you like. This is going back to the first part of our podcast. Dream, dream big, dream big, kids. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's there's no reason to dream anything less than than big. Um, but but that's what I'm saying though is if they make the national title game, even if they make it, let's say they make the final four, right? They're not gonna are they, are they really gonna fire a guy? Are they really gonna say like, sorry, Greg Gard, you made a, you brought us, you took this team to the final four that was nine and nine, and we're actually gonna go with this other guy who like we just talked about has only ever been to the Sweet Sixteen in ten years of head coaching. Like I just don't I don't think they do that. Like I think it's gonna take. I think anything less than a anything I mean anything or I should say anything more than a sweet 16 run like I just I don't see there's any scenario where where Greg Gard He doesn't keep the job. Yeah, I just think I mean for better or for worse I just I don't see them moving on from him given the job he's done in the last couple months and if he can extend that into the tournament and make a little bit of a run there's just I just don't think there's any way that they they move on from him. That's fair. That's fair. And you know Tony Bennett's he has to want it too. He has a good thing going wow, in Virginia. Yeah. He has an established recruiting. <laughs> we class. are skipping a couple steps here, just assuming Tony Bennett's waiting for this job, which who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Like he has, he has a good thing going in Virginia. They're doing well again this year. Uh, they have a good recruiting class coming in. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm definitely drinking the Tony Bennett Kool Aid, just based on you know Virginia's past few years, but. You know, Double G is really getting it done right now, and I'm gonna think I'm gonna start calling him Double G and not Greg Gard if he becomes the coach. That's fair, right? That's a little yeah. better. That's fair. Yeah, I think I, I think the last thing I was gonna say about it was I feel like we're I mean we're sort of splitting hairs. It's obviously like I feel like this is a discussion that a lot of Wisconsin Badger fans have had are we, recently. Are well, we are I, we I splitting hairs if we know Tony Bennett's gonna come if we offer him the job? Well, that's a different story. I think what I'm saying is uh, by splitting hairs, I mean we're basically saying the only way that Greg Gard gets like quote unquote fired and they bring in Tony Bennett is if he like if he goes to the final four, there's no way they're bringing in Tony Bennett as the next coach. Right. But I mean, he's got to feel a little better that he can't really get fired. He just can't be hired. Well, yeah, be hired. But I'm just saying that's like I'm just saying we're either talking about like, let's say Tony Bennett wants the job. And the Badgers want to give him the job. We're basically talking about we either get Tony Bennett next year or Greg Gard leaves the Badgers like a Final Four. And I think either way, we'll be very happy about that. Once again, that. dream big. But you know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying that's what, saying. what it might take to, to cancel out any potential external hires. Right. I'd agree with that. Or you know, Elite Eight. Yeah, I, I think it, it'll take a pretty special run. And I'm ready for another special run. And I'll be okay with a special yeah, run. Yeah, I think we've been even a little... No, go ahead. Well, I would say even if it means I lose out on who I think is my number one or our number one coaching prospect. I just think we <laughs> we have to realize, like I realize this, and I'm sure you do too, that we've been really spoiled the past two years. <laughs> and our expectations are high. Like you're dropping... We're going final four. Well, no, I didn't say we're. I didn't say we're going final four. If you want, I mean, if you want to, talk you heard about, it here. You, wanna, you heard it here. You want to talk? Badgers are making the final four. <laughs> well, you just from said Seth Larue. No, I did not say that. I said that's what it would take for Greg back Gard. to back to back. 
for Gregard to solidify the job. Like, like, or I should I know, say, I know. if he did that, there's no way he's getting fired. And my point was, if that means we don't get Tony Bennett, the flip side of that is that we, the Badgers went to another Final Four, and I'm totally fine with that. Right. That's what I was saying. I'm just saying, I'd, I guess I'd be more comfortable with Gregard if he drinks Barbell Brew. <laughs> I think I'd be more, you know, I, and I feel like, and I feel like Tony Bennett is a little more of a protein guy. If I'm, if I'm being honest, that's why he's my boy. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh, this is, this is always one of my favorite times of year though. Once we, once we start getting into the, the NCAA tournament, we'll, we'll definitely be talking, you know, more about the Badgers and maybe touching more on this subject as the, uh, big 10 tourney progresses. We're obviously going to be talking some Big Ten hoops heavy on this podcast. Well, and I think I think to be fair, we're going to be talking just about some some college hoops, especially as the NCAA tournament bracket unfolds in the next you know couple of weeks. Yeah, we'll talk. You know, we'll obviously dig into some of the storylines and some of the brackets and stuff there. And it's obviously one of the most exciting times of the year. And so I think we'll be we'll all be pretty jacked too. Yeah, to revisit yeah. that. In the we'll revisit well. you know Double G versus uh, Tony Bennett. Uh, I guess as the Badgers progress towards Final Four, as you said. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll revisit it on next week's or a couple weeks for now with podcast as we have more clarity of the situation. Yeah, that's true. Cool. Well, I think that's I think that's basically it for today. Yeah, I think we're probably planning to like like we said we're planning to come come back at it with another one next week uh, and the week after that, and hopefully just keep it rolling weekly. And yeah, keep tuning in. Um, if you can find us on most of the social media outlets, uh, we're both on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your Twitter handle? It's at S LaRue 7. That's L A R E A U 7. And mine is at C J Brun, B R U N N. And we're both on Facebook. Um, you'll, we'll update you with posts um, from our website, theboardminutes.com where we also have a bunch of written content. Like I mentioned earlier, I'll be doing write-ups of concerts. I 10 Seth has a bunch posted there already. Um, what's that about Seth? Oh yeah. I mean, we ha- have on there already. Oh yeah. Well, we, I mean, I feel like we, we've been pretty heavy, Kanye heavy recently, but there's a Kanye little review of just one of Kanye's songs. I have, uh, just, uh, some discussion about the green Bay Packers and their, coaches decision making at the end of the games and we'll be you know there'll be some more stuff flowing through this week and next week and you know we'll we'll obviously try and keep it updated periodically and one more thing i just wanted to add is uh you can also follow the site the board minutes at on twitter and it's just at board minutes on twitter so and we're on itunes now everybody download the podcast app on your phone and sub- search for the Board Minutes podcast. You'll yep, see us pop up and just hit the subscribe button. We're syndicated. You'll get syndicated. automatic updates on every single podcast that we post. You can listen to this podcast in the comfort of your own bus chair, ride. Bus ride <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. Sweet. Well, yeah, I guess until until next time, I'm Seth LaRue. Ozzy out. And that's Corey Brun. We'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>